Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Boom. Hello everybody. Welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach. And I am so grateful that you guys are here. So grateful for your faith. I'm hearing um, people inboxing me and texting me and emailing me and telling me about how that God is helping them. And I've had people say, you know, your podcasts have saved my life and your podcasts really helped me to grow and and wonderful things like that. And I'm just so grateful. And, I, and you know, we're all what we are only by the grace of God. So I'm just very grateful that I'm able to uh, help where I can help. And I just want to encourage you guys just, uh, you know, do what the Bible says in the new covenant. Love your neighbor as yourself. And just, let's just continue to build the kingdom on love. Love is the answer. Uh, there are eight, uh, I guess, really parts of the kingdom, I could call them. Uh, three pillars of the kingdom are righteousness, peace, and joy. Three foundations of the kingdom are faith, hope, and love. And what the kingdom produces is, is grace and truth. And so if we can be about the, the Father's business and going into all the world and making the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God, that the kingdom, uh, God's kingdom, it says his governance. And this is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Sorry, I'm jumping in right away. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7 says his government and his peace will never cease increasing, never cease to increase. And so, guys, I want to just say uh, with the topic that we're on today of um, how to discern the times and know what to do, uh, dealing with the gift of discernment and dealing with the spirit of wisdom and discerning uh, what we can do uh, with the information that we have. Wisdom is actually, and spirit of wisdom is 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 pr premium in this season. And wisdom is what you do with the knowledge that you receive or the information that you're uh, getting. So that's what wisdom, so the, what is the spirit of wisdom? And so, you know, hopefully we can get into that over the next uh, few podcasts. But I'm, I'm dealing primarily with discernment and and how do you discern things and discernment, discerning of spirits, which is uh, very, very similar, but and in, in really needed in this season for sure. So the discerning of spirits is um, you can try the spirits like if you don't know, if you're not comfortable. Like I think I said this on the last podcast, if you you know, you can be listening to a seemingly supposed to be a worship song, but the, the worship leader could be going through things in the spirit in which he's operating and may not necessarily be love and might more like be lust. And you need, you need to be able to discern that because you don't want to feed yourself with stuff that is, uh, you know, of the world and presenting it and, and themselves like a, a lamb when they're really, I'm not saying they're not believers, but they might be, you know, stumbling. They may have backslidden. They may, maybe. um, uh, not doing things exactly the way they should be. And so you need to discern whether or not you should listen to this message or listen or, or worship with this type of worship or just discern the spirit of, of uh, and, and the voices. Like when I get things that 
are just don't come across to me that seem just tickety boo or they don't seem just quite right. I say, I say to the the I say to the voice, I say to the words, I say to the 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 source and where this is these words are coming from. So maybe it might be a, uh, some sort of vain imagination or it might be a, a word coming uh, from the enemy to throw me off or something or cause anxiety in my life or whatever. And so I'll just say, is Jesus Lord? I asked the spirit, I said, where, where the source of these words are coming from, is Jesus Lord of your life? And if there's silence, then you just immediately take authority over it. But if if the, if that spirit says, um, yes, it is, then you might want to just consider it a little bit more about what is what the thought is that's coming into your life. So, you know, that's just part of discerning and, and the discernment. And the, like I said to you guys, I think it was last week as well, that the Lord told me several years ago that the gift of discernment would be the greatest gift that the church needs to operate in because of everything that is happening. There is so much information. Things have sped up. It says in, in the end times, knowledge will increase. Knowledge increases. When knowledge increases, information increases. And I don't know if you ever heard me preach on uh, encountering the Lord, but I talk about Nikola Tesla and how that he received from the Lord. God is wanting to give us wise and witty and ingenious ideas, just like Nikola Tesla. He was a born-again believer, and he received, and I'm not going to get into it, because you can go back over my other podcasts where I talk about encounters with God, and you, and you can hear about that. But he received from the Lord, and God is increasing knowledge. There, we are in a season of affluence, influence, and revealed mysteries. Revealed mysteries, the knowledge of God. God is, is sharing greater knowledge with, with his church, with the ecclesia, with his leadership, because he is coming, and that without remedy, and he's trying to get us prepared. And so part of your preparation is using the spirit of wisdom, Oper, sorry, operating in the spirit of wisdom and and using this the gift of discernment. So there was a, um, uh, a the ninth son of Israel, and his name was Issachar. And I mentioned him to you last week. And it, it said of Issachar that his sons knew the knew the times and what they ought to do. They knew the times and the season, and they knew what they ought to do. And again, Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 7 says, don't be concerned about the times or season. So what does that mean? And don't be worried about it, what God has placed in his hand. God's got this thing. If we're walking in obedience to him, we have no business worrying. We don't have to worry. Your economics are not because of the world. Your economics, nothing to do with the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ or whatever, the S&P. It doesn't matter. You are not dictated to by the economics of this world. Can you use them? Yes. Do you operate them? Yes. But they don't dictate to you. You dictate to your day. You need to know that whatsoever is good and pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are things that you dwell upon. So with me saying that, I'm going to read the scripture and actually in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, because there's a few more adjectives in there describing what we need to be like in this season, because it's all about what your matrix is. How are you screening things? 
What is the what is the screen that you have in which things are filtered through? What is the filter that you have in this realm? What is the filter that you have that allows you to um, operate successfully and victoriously every day of your life? I'm not saying that there's not hard days and I'm not saying there's not days that you are you are beat up and bruised and but I'll tell you we may be uh, suppressed oppressed depressed on every side there may be persecution there may be um the enemy trying to cause lack in insecurities in your life and attack you with diseases and sickness but I want to tell you that God has called you to be victorious in every area of your life, no matter what the attack is. The enemy is defeated. You are the more than conqueror. Jesus was the conqueror, and he's the one that conquered the enemy for us. And now we must uh, enforce that destruction. So what is your filter? What what filters what is coming from the world and what, what is coming up in you that God is revealing to you that you're able to handle Everything that is happening, the word load management is something, uh, two words actually, to, that God gave me is how do we handle everything that is happening? Because there's a lot of things going on, like I've been talking about. There are a lot of things happening in the world and a lot of things happening in the church. The church has been going, going through a tremendous shaking and purging and purification. Why? Because God wants us to have clean hands and a pure heart so that we can ascend the mount of God. We're moving from Psalms 23 into Psalms 24. In, in 5784, we're going to enter into Psalms 24. In 2024, we're going to enter in further deeper into Psalms 24. So how do you ascend into the mount of God? You got to have clean hands and a pure heart. This is what God has been doing to the church. And guess what? There's a shaking about to happen in the world. But don't be concerned about what's happening in the world. You need to have your mind fixed on the things that are above. Colossians 3, 2. I, like I did, um, you know, a few weeks of discern, not, not discerning properly through proper vision. Your perspective creates your perceptions and your perceptions become your reality. You need to have a proper perspective. So I'm, I'm kind of on the same topic, but it, it's going a little deeper and a little wider here in, in, in this topic about the whole how to discern the times and know what to do. But first of all, you need to understand that um, you are victorious. You need to understand your perspective. You need to understand what you're to focus on. What is your what is your grid again? What is your filter? So I'm just going to read a few things, and I'm going to start off with our scripture that we are working with last week before I go to Philippians 4.8. And it says in 1 Corinthians 12.32, the sons of Issachar, they understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. And I want to say to you, and I actually want to ask a question, are we the sons of Issachar? Are we operating like the, the sons of Issachar? Do we have the availability of the anointing of Issachar? Are we able, are we well able to take the land? Are we well able to go up and take our promised lands? What are our capabilities? 
And I want to tell you, yes, we are. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that we have an Issachar anointing. Once again, if you didn't hear last week, let me just give you a little review. Uh, Issachar was the ninth son of Israel. Uh, Leah made a deal with Rachel that she wanted to sleep with her husband again. He had two wives at that time. He wanted Rachel and he ended up with Leah. And then he had to work seven more years for Rachel. But but Leah wanted one more night with the king. Leah wanted one more night with her husband. So she negotiated and Rachel let her sleep with her husband. And in that night was produced this son, the ninth son. It's interesting. Nine is the number of Holy Spirit. That's the time that of gestation. That's a time Holy Spirit is. There's nine gifts of the Spirit, and there's there's very uh, a lot of different attributes that that and adjectives of why we refer to a number nine as the nine number of Holy Spirit. So this is really interesting. We are in a season of the greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're coming to the end, and and Jesus Christ is coming, and and He could come whenever he wants. And I don't believe he's coming tomorrow. And I don't believe he's coming next year. I don't believe he's coming for the next uh, several years. I, 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 if I'm wrong, you know, I'm wrong. And I'll just say, I was wrong. But I want to say that it's not time to take off. It's time to take over. That it's not time to escape. It's time to dominate. And we need to learn this. This is, needs to be part of our grid, that God wants us to go into all the world and make the kingdoms of this God, the kingdoms uh, this, I mean, it's the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of our God. And we need to be forthright and we need to be resolute that I'm not just trying to escape everything. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that you are so powerful that he placed you in this world on purpose, with a purpose, to fulfill a purpose. This is the whole waking up into your dream part because you need to understand that you're an answer being delivered. You're not a problem to be solved. And there's different anointings that are available. And there's an anointing of Issachar, an anointing of the sons of Issachar where we can know what to do. Because we have the anointing of wisdom and the gift of discernment. And so um, I, I jumped way ahead of myself and went right to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. But I, before I go there again, and I want to break it down a little bit more to you guys, I just want to give you a little bit more about who actually Issachar was. So he, he was um, the ninth son. And his name was Man for Hire. And this Man for Hire uh, became a laborer, but he wasn't just a laborer. And I'm going to go through a few of the traits of which he had, but he became one of the most brilliant. And Is the tribe of Issachar became one of the greatest tribes of the 12 tribes of Israel. They had the third greatest um, populace of all the uh, tribes, but but was the most successful in business and acquisition because there was an anointing on their labor. They were they were like the the ones that would uh, 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 were the very first anointing was an anointing of a on a craftsman. The very first anointing mentioned in the Bible, and I won't go there today, but it's it talks about the ability for the craftsmen to receive an anointing, and that was to uh, build the, the tabernacle. 
And so there was an anointing on these people. They were operating. When you begin to operate in who you're called to be, you get supernatural capabilities added unto you. That's really important. That's a little side note. You can just take that one to the bank right there. But but these these guys, the, the sons of Issachar, who were, once again, Tola, Fuva, Job, and Shimron. And, uh, and once again, Tola means crimson worm. Fuva means mouth or edge. Uh, Job means persecuted one, and Shimron means uh, thorn or dregs. And it's interesting that a lot of these people, uh, these these uh, four sons, sorry, are are um, seems like a description that is happening in our world even right today. It's a, you know that God is about to move on the dregs of society. He he's about to move. Uh, for the persecuted ones. He's about to move with for the ones that will speak the word of God. He's about to move on the, the ones that seem like the worms. It's, it's really interesting how God is always looking for the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm telling you, I'm not always the smartest person in the room. I'm, I, I came, I was in a slow education class in grades three and four. I, I didn't have it all together. I grew up in betrayal. I grew up with all kinds of different deficits. I mean, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, uh, you'll notice that I am not the darkest looking Indian on the planet, I I look more like a, a a Caucasian than I do an Indian. I look more Irish and Scottish than I do look First Nations. And you know what? I I had to suffer reverse uh, discrimination, where the worst thing you could be called is a white man. And and so anyway, why am I telling you all that? Is because God is about to use the the ones that are and have been sidelines, the ones that have been overlooked, the ones that feel like a worm, the ones that are, are feeling persecuted, the ones like blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, the son of the marginalized one, the, the people that have deficits, God is about to pour out a greater grace upon us all so that we will more than conquer. I'm telling you, we need to understand that God has a greater grace than the evil of the day, that that because that there's darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people, according to Isaiah 60, God is about to arise and shine right in the midst of all of the problems. And guess what? He wants to anoint you. He wants you to arise. He wants you to shine right in the midst of that darkness. You feel like a worm in the midst of, in the midst of all all these robins perhaps trying to eat your eat you for lunch i'm telling you you need to understand that god is more than able to make up the difference where there's been much sin there's much greater grace made available for us the evil of the day does not dictate to us the evil of the day is nothing more than a platform or a backdrop a platform for us to be launched from and a backdrop to see the goodness of God, the glory of God, the, the anointing and brightness of our calling to the world. We're about to be presented as an answer and solution. Amen and amen and amen and amen. So the sons of Issachar became some of the greatest craftsmen. And they also, let me just read some other traits. Uh, they are wild and crass and, and a beast of burden. Uh, they're laborers. They're work, worker, but with a wild side. That a wild side. And they're always 
adventurous. They came, uh, they became prosperous and settled in a good land within the promised land. Uh, the third most populous of the tribes, deeply intuitive and consequently adding many uh, theologians to the other tribes. They were the ones that would send theologians. So they were intuitive. They had great discernment. They knew the times and what Israel ought to do. It was in their fibers. Because how, how you come into this realm doesn't matter. What matters is that you came as an answer and solution. You are purposed with a purpose to fulfill a purpose. And you will, if you just keep standing and believing, God has a dream for me. It's not over yet. There, there is much more that is available. Stop looking to what the world is saying. Stop. You need to get the L out of the world. <laughs> you need to get the L out of the world and you'll get word. Just take that out and you'll get the word. Stop listening to the world. Get the L out and you got word. Listen to the word of God. Um, the sons of Iskar had great input in the development of, on the confederation of Israel and coming together as one nation. The tribe of Iskar were, were ones who conducted the astronomical calculations used to create the Jewish calendar, come on now, determine the agricultural seasons and assign the holy days of the year. They're the ones that called on and made the calendar for Israel and, and, and instituted the holy days on that calendar. The symbol of Issachar is the sun, the moon, and the stars. The descendants of Issachar were seen as being dominated by religious scholars and were influential in uh, proselytization. That's the, that is when Jewish people used to convert the secular uh, uh, parts of humanity. And, and so we, we are in a season of harvest. We are in the season of bringing in souls and bringing in a harvest. I believe that we're going to see over the next several years, four billion soul harvest because God is not going out of this thing with his tail between his legs and whimpering and barely surviving. No, he's more than a conqueror. And so are you. You are part of the human race. And when you got born again, you became part of the royal priesthood, the royal race of God. You're a king and you're a priest. Ladies, don't worry about being a king now because I got to be a bride for eternity. So just get over that little petty thing. <laughs> to be a son is not a, 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 um, a boy or a girl. A son is a huias. It's a huias. It's a mature son. It, it's somebody that looks like, smells like, and acts like their dad. Amen. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, the Quias, the mature children of the Father, the ones that are loving, the ones that are kind, the ones that are powerful, the ones that are operating in the elementary teachings of the Word of God. You know what the elementary teachings of the Word of God are? Raising the dead, cleansing the disease, casting out devils, and healing the sick. Those are the what are the what are the mature things? Loving beyond knowledge. When you can love your enemies, when you cannot be offended, when you can love God no matter what, this is the great mature maturity that the world is waiting for. When we are not disturbed by what is happening in the world because we know whose we are, we belong to him. There's a belonging that must be 
ascertained and laid hold of in this season. Okay, I got to keep going. So uh, are we operating in an anointing of the sons of Issachar? I want to say yes. Is it a, are, are many of us doing it? I would say more and more of us are. And you need to know it's available. You need to call in that anointing to be able to discern the times and know what you ought to do. You are the principality and power of light in your spheres of influence and metron of ministry. The enemy does not outrank you. The enemy has been defeated. Any principality or power of darkness must bow at the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and at the anointing upon your life. Stop being so afraid of what the enemy is doing. Stop listening to the enemy. Stop listening to his noise. Stop listening to the 24-hour news networks. They're all bad at this point. They're all just repeating and trying to buy up uh, uh, all this uh, resource because they have to. Uh, they're only allowed, I think it's uh, 30, 20 sorry, 20, about 23% can be good. They have to have over 70% of their news that they're releasing and disseminating to the populace. Only, only uh, 70, over 70% must be negative or their, their um, ratings plummet. So you need to understand a lot of one in 17 is the average of a good report that comes across news networks. Now, do I want them to be blessed? Yeah, but they need to start uh, really being a little more fair with producing good reports. There needs to be a good report. We are all about the gospel, which is the gospel of the good news. It's the, it's the truth about the good news about Jesus. It's the good news. That's the gospel is the good news. And we must be about the father's business in spreading the good news and not do bad reporting and being critical. It's time to discern, to have the gift of discernment, not the, the world's critic. Stop being the world's critic. Stop preaching what the doomsday prophets are prophesying. What is your grid? How do you screen what comes through? What is your matrix that you see the world through? And I'm going to give you the matrix right now. I'm going to give you over these next few minutes that we have on here. We're 26 minutes in. In, in Philippians, let's turn finally to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and I want to read that to you. It says, finally, brethren, finally, you know it's really important. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are, are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What are you supposed to meditate on? Whatsoever is good, pure, holy, just, a good report, things that are a virtue and things that are praiseworthy. These are the things that we need to dwell upon because you need to have this kind of a grid. Okay, back in the day when uh, tellers at banks would be trained on how to spot a counterfeit. They would put them in a room and just get them to count money 
you know, all the, all the, back then they had $1 bills, $2 bills, $5 bills, $10 bills, $20 bills. And they would just get them keep, 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 keep counting, 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 counting. And they would just get so familiar with the authentic that they would slip a, a counterfeit in every once in a while. And they would go, bam, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't look right. This doesn't smell right. And I want to tell you, you need to have, you need to have a proper grid. You don't, you don't need to be excellent at the Antichrist. You don't need to be excellent at what the devil is doing. You don't need to be excellent on demonology. You don't need to be excellent on, on, on understanding who Satan is and, and where he came from. You don't need to be excellent on any of those things. Why am I saying that to you? Because of the scripture that says in Romans chapter 16, verse 19, it says, this is what Paul says. I want you to be wise at what is good. And I want you to, and this is important too, and I want you to be innocent at what is evil. What does that mean? You couple that with Philippians 4, 8, and you understand how you're going to have a better discernment of what is coming to you because your grid is Jesus. I, I told people when you first get saved, it might be even good for all you guys. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And when you get done reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then you need to, when you've done those four books, you need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Because you need to get a proper grid, a screening, a filter, and a matrix of Jesus. You are not, you are not a disciple of Paulus or Paul. Sorry, guys, I know you love Paul. Many of you listening to me, you just love the writings of letters of Paul. And they're really important. Don't get me wrong. They were God inspired by Holy Spirit. But you need a proper grid of the Old Testament and a proper grid of the letters of the New Testament through Jesus Christ and understanding who Jesus Christ is and understanding what Jesus Christ did. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more important than the cross. There, that The cross has to be a filter. When he became sin, when he was literally the snake that was lifted up that we were to look on, according to John chapter four, verse four, or John chapter three, verse 14. It says that Jesus must be lifted up like the serpent was lifted up where they looked on him. I want to tell you, there is such an important thing of viewing the cross. And can I say to you, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. You want to be able to discern. You want to know what you ought to do. You need to do what God did. You need to operate like God did. It's not what Jesus would do. It's what Jesus already did for you. And you need to focus on the cross. You need to focus on what Jesus did on the cross and the payment that he made when he was made to be sin. He made him, the God, the father who knew no sin, to be sin for you so that you could become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. And that is in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. So you need a proper grid, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be negative. Be full of hope. He is not losing. He has already defeated the enemy. I know you don't feel like you're winning sometimes. You are not guided by your feelings. You are not a feeling. You are a spirit. You're not a mind. You are a spirit. You're not a will. You are a spirit. 
You're not a body. You are a spirit. They are part. They're becoming part of you. The more that your mind is transformed by the washing of the word of God, your mind becomes just like your reformed spirit. Your spirit at salvation became one with the spirit of the living God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, if you join yourself to the Lord, you have become one spirit with him. You become a co-heir with him. Your spirit is seated in heavenly places. Your whole spirit, soul, and body is being preserved unto that perfect day. So how do you operate as a son of Issachar? How do you operate with the anointing of Issachar and know the times and the seasons? You spend time with him. You become more like him. Transform your mind so you have a better perspective. It's all about your perspective. Are we getting the hint here? Are we getting the clue here? Are you getting what I'm trying to throw down? Are you picking it up? Because we are being prepared to be the answers to the world. The whole world is waiting for us to understand our purpose, to live our dream, to fulfill all the things that God called us into this realm. You must make the declarations right from the valley of the, of the shadow of death, right from those pits, right from that family, right from that problem, right in the midst of the trauma that's trying to possess you, right in the midst of oppression, suppression, and even depression, right in the midst of it all, you decree and declare the word of God. Get into your word and let the word get into you and transform your mind. Because with your reformed spirit, your transformed mind, you can have a restored world. Every area, every aspect of your life needs to be just like heaven. This is your mandate. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have the available anointings that we need to more than conquer. You have more resources than you could use in 10 lifetimes. And it's time that we tap in. So let me just pray with you today. Just lift your hands and you receive just like a present, just like this. And I, I'm going to just release this over the airwaves, over the podcast networks and, and over YouTube right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare an awareness and an awakening to the Issachar anointing. An awareness and awakening of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the, of the living. An awakening to the resources that are on the inside of you. I lay hands on you today in Jesus' name. And I call forth your resources. I call forth the spirit of wisdom. I call forth and I activate the gift of discernment today in the mighty name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you are the answer and the solution. Government isn't. Institutions are not. Only the ecclesia, the ones that are called out by God, called up into God, filled up with God, and sent back into chaos to be an answer and a solution for his world. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. The question is, will you be the ones that have the crowns that throw at Jesus's feet when he comes back? Love you all. I hope this uh, two-part series has been helpful. I'm going to be interviewing a very special guest next week. So I can't wait to uh, not, ne yes, next week. 
I can't wait to um, present him to you. Love him. He's an amazing hero in, in the kingdom of God. And I'm just excited about this interview. So I hope you, you've understood this. Uh, I may go over this uh, at a later date and go a little deeper into some things. But for now, I just wanted to let you know and wanted to release to you that you are the answer and the solution. You know you have a gift. First John 2.20, don't forget this one. You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. What does that mean? You know what you ought to do. You know what you ought to do and you know the times and the seasons. Once again, you're not worried about it. You're just understanding. What are you trying to understand? What God is doing. Don't worry about what the enemy is doing. Understand, have a gift of discernment and the spirit of wisdom, knowing that you have an anointing to know what God is doing. If you know what God is doing and you can hear what God is saying and you can speak and position yourself, you begin to be an answer to everyone in your spheres of influence. Okay, much love, guys. Uh, go to barrymiracle.ca if you want more resources or if you want to sow a seed. This is costing me now um, in and around uh, close to $500 a month now. It's cheaper than it was because I've been on here for so long, but it's still 500, uh, almost not quite 500, but almost 500 a month that I have to pay uh, to be on the, the Charisma Podcast Network. I could go off and go on um, uh, just go on Spotify and different other ones, uh, which I'm already on as well. But uh, I feel that I need to still stay on the Charisma Pod Net Podcast Network. And so if you guys could sew into that, that would be wonderful. I would so, so would appreciate that. And thank you for all your support and all your love over the years. And we'll come back to you next week. Until now, until next week, Barry Miracle signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>